Hey, everybody. What's up? It's Chris Gillibo here. You are listening to a bonus episode of Side Hustle School. So I wanted to make this uh, series in response to how people are responding. So I'm responding to how people are responding to the changing environment out there, these uncertain times and such. And uh, what I'm focused on is not so much the changes and challenges of the world itself, but rather our reactions to those events. And in this series, uh, it's a three-part series, this is the final part, I want to consider some possible solutions in the form of thinking differently and taking action. And my hope is that along with other shows in this podference, new word, this will be helpful in making some decisions. So in episode one and two, uh, first I talked about some industries and businesses that are thriving and adapting, uh, in addition to some industries that are really struggling right now. I also talked about some adaptation strategies. Uh, That was mostly in the first one. And then last week's was all about current opportunities. I think what's actually more interesting than just, you know, what's the current hot opportunity? What are the trends? I get asked those questions in interviews, but I think it's actually much more interesting to say what's coming next. Because if you only look at what's happening now, you'll always be playing catch up. And the question you want to look at is what's coming down the road, what will be relevant three or six months from now. And I think you can think about this in general, by the way, not just as it applies to coronavirus life. Think about it with social networks, not what is hot now, what will be hot. What seems to be peaking in influence now will probably be declining at some point. It is, you know, the rise and fall of the world, the cycle of life when it comes to side hustles and social networks. So consider this with trends and consumer sentiment and anything that relates to your specific industry or market. And it's not so much about being a futurist or you know, otherwise trying to predict what's going to happen in the long term. You're not necessarily looking five years out. You're just trying to ask what's next in whatever that next season is. As I said, three months, six months, whatever you like to think of it as. So I was thinking, you know, just like last week, we talked about some current opportunities it was like a real world experiment of the power of observation, which as I tend to say is incredibly valuable and useful, something that you can develop that will serve you well uh, for the rest of your life. So if we apply a similar kind of thinking, but not necessarily what's happening now, what's coming next, as it applies to the world of COVID-19, I think a couple of things, at least a, a few things that come to mind, and perhaps you have something that you could add to it as well. First thing I think is remote work uh, is here to stay. It's not just new. I mean, people are acclimating to it now. That's why I mentioned, you know, being a Zoom consultant uh, or anything to otherwise help people set up a home office, etc. That's a good opportunity now. Um, But I think it's here to stay for millions of people who weren't doing it before. It's like the cat is out of the bag, the genie out of the bottle. Any other metaphors, cats, genies, whatever else needs to come out of some container. All these people are not going back to work. Like all these people are not going back to their corporate office to work their nine to five cubicle job. A lot of them are going to say, hey, remote work actually works. Like you, my boss, my company, you know, were resistant to it before, but now you understand it's actually possible. So, you know, if my company doesn't offer that option, I'm going to find one that does. That's not going to be the case for every single person, of course. Uh, But I just think a lot of people, millions of people are not going to want to go back to the way things were when it comes to, you know, commuting and going to that office every single day. Maybe they'll go in a few days a week and then remote work the others, whatever it is. The next thing is that, you know, as we come out of this, millions of people will also be coming out of shock in some ways. Uh, We have been stress eating. We have not been exercising well. We need to get back on track. I mean, I'm trying to exercise well, but, you know, there's lots of stuff that I can't do right now. Even though I'm a runner, I go and run, but I can't go to my gym. 
Um, I can't go to classes. I used to go to classes a lot and I miss those. Um, so we need to get back on track. There's going to be a, a big market of people that have been inactive during this time. So you've got a huge opportunity in the wellness world, um, just as there has been now for at-home classes and at-home trainers and such. I think going forward, there'll be more of an opportunity to like, hey, let's get back in the world and let's you know start a new routine. Let's learn a new skill. Let's compete in some way. And connected to these things will be that a lot of people have made some major decisions during this time. Uh, a lot of relational and family structures may have changed. You know, relationships have begun. Uh, relationships have ended. Children have been conceived. You know, just like major, major changes in the family structure and the household structure in, you know, your lifestyle and what your goals are, all that kind of stuff. So lots of decisions have been made. It's like the jar has been shaken up. Not the same jar that the genie was in, but, you know, just the metaphorical jar. And one prediction I have is that we're going to see a new and very different wave of digital nomads. Uh, speaking of peaking, I think that whole thing peaked a long time ago, actually, uh, which doesn't mean there won't be, you know, more digital nomads. But I think uh, the peak has, has long passed. And next, we're going to see individuals who work on their own. They're still doing some kind of remote work, but they form collectives and they stay in one place. I think that sense of community and desire for uh, feeling less isolated in the sense of, of being nomadic. So I think we're going to have a lot of people forming these, I don't know what you want to call it, digital local collectives. Another thing that seems pretty clear is that alternative or contrarian views uh, during a time like this are boosted even more, and that will continue. Uh, in fact, those conspiracy theories in some ways will grow. Even though at the time I'm recording this, you know, more than 200,000 people around the world have died uh, from this virus uh, or from the immediate effects of the virus, uh, and probably a much larger number by the time you're listening. Um, so this is a reality, but uh, alternative or contrarian views, conspiracy theories will grow and there are certainly opportunities and communities there. Another practical idea I had uh, that I talked about on my YouTube channel recently, uh, recovery tours to small businesses that are striving to come back. So we've featured a number of tour businesses, uh, tour side hustles on the podcast over the past couple of years. Uh, I think people should put together a recovery tour in lots of different cities uh, to go and visit you know, small businesses that managed to, to hang on during this time, restaurants that kept serving people through takeaway or delivery, uh, or ones that had to close completely, but now they're striving to come back. So there's this like fighting, you know, underdog, scrappy mentality to it. I think that translates well to, you know, let's go and visit some of these businesses and see if we can support them. So go and start a recovery tour. These are just a couple of ideas uh, that I had as I was thinking, okay, what comes next? Um, so if you're listening later, like much past the time, of COVID-19, whatever situation is happening uh, now in the world or in your part of the world or in your industry, the question is what will be relevant in the near future? And that's where the opportunities lie. So if you haven't started your project yet, will you use this time as motivation? Because now more than ever, having more than one source of income is critical. One of the adaptation strategies I mentioned in week one was to just kind of wait it out and see what happens. And I know a lot of people are doing that. You got to do what works for you. But my encouragement is, why not instead, instead of just waiting, use this time for good and consider what possibility you can unlock, either by adapting, transforming, expanding, uh, or by starting something entirely new. This is the time for change. So much disruption. So many people are going to make positive shifts uh, out of this experience, uh, out of this shared experience that we're all going through together. 
I hope you enjoyed this series. A uh, big shout out to Dell Technologies, which has made this possible. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself wherever you are. My name is Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.